Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Yeah, hello. What's happening, Derek? Not much, man. I, uh, I do want to make note that uh, the first time I... Your litter box is like a room away, not your litter box. How do you know it's not my your, litter box? <laughs> <laughs> your cat's litter box. And it's like, your cat stinks. <laughs> that's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that's the first time you've ever noticed the cats down here. Oh, no, I've noticed them down here, but I've never smelled them before. And it's a closed door. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Good on you, cat. <laughs> you didn't use that letter box before we started, did, did you? Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> wow. Uh, is that as bad as your life is right now? <laughs> yes. Yes. That's my, the worst my thing cats don't right you now. out. <laughs> exactly. Oh, this is going to be a great episode if that's how it starts. Uh, other than that, what's happening? <laughs> the cat is nasty. Not much is happening. It's gotten cold. Yes. It's starting to snow. I, I've heard lots of reports, seen lots of reports of... Uh, you know, multiple inches of snow up and I don't know why. Did somebody say there's a couple feet? Ba- uh, what is Buffalo? Buffalo got like six feet. So Dude, I'm six feet. Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm yeah. thinking, all you're going to see is my toque. Of- <laughs> <laughs> well, it was funny because, uh, well, I don't know. It's just the way we're brought up. We're so close to the States. We're, I, everything is half metric, half standard and stuff. So anyways, on, on the Canadian news, they said, 200 centimeters of snow in upper upper New York state. And I'm like thinking, oh, 200 centimeters of snow. I'm going to have to go to Google. How much is that? And then I remembered <laughs> my driver's license says 170 centimeters or 173 or something. Yeah. It's like, that's taller than me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, that's that's the big thing is you're starting to listen to the, the news in the morning and they come up with the weather. Yeah. Oh, uh, better watch out. They said there's going to be. Uh, six inches of snow. Mm-hmm. And then I'll listen to that again. They said six centimeters yeah, yeah, yeah. of snow, which is half of what you're thinking. Yeah. Because what like, an inch is like two and a half me. centimeters. Two and a half centimeters is an inch. Yeah. And it's so. like, can we not, like, I don't like, there's a, in my house, I got to replace the thermostat because the stupid thermostat, I cannot figure out how to make it go into Celsius because yeah. I can't work in Fahrenheit. Right, that, that's the only place I've we've had that thermostat there for twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is it's sixty-eight right now. <laughs> Whatever that is, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. It's it's. A, I think it's just a function of being so close to the states, and they refuse to go to the metric system, and so we're half metric and half standard, or uh, not standard. What do you call it? Metric and imperial. Imperial. There you go. Imperial. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so you always hear about people saying, oh, like people work in Fahrenheit for pool temperatures and hot tub temperatures because, you know, it would be, it would suck to have a 105 degree temperature Celsius hot tub. (laughs) But you know what? It's interchangeable depending on what you do. Yes. Absolutely. Hey, uh, how big is your fish? Well, it was 15 kilograms. No, it wasn't. It was like two and a half pounds. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, yeah. how big was a, how long was a fish he caught? Oh, it was about 15 inches. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it was 34, 30 or 40 centimeters. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that sounds longer, but. <laughs> but yeah, not really. <laughs> I measure things in centimeters. It's much bigger. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I think it all depends on, on what you're, you're doing. Yeah. Um, what what measurement you use? Yeah. Canoes we're, and we're kayaks are pounds. interchangeable. And every time somebody says how how heavy their yeah. canoe or kayak is, it's pounds. Yeah, right. Somebody yeah. comes came to I said, hey, how, how much does your canoe weigh? Whatever that number would be in kilograms. It's like what? I'm gonna have to go to Google. <laughs> we gotta just start doing that just to piss people off. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's the weight of your canoe? Ah, in kilograms. <laughs> They punch you or beat you to yeah. death with their paddle. <laughs> How it, long is that paddle you're hitting me with? <laughs> what is it? 2.23 pounds in a kilogram, right? So, Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so a 40-pound boat. Don't start getting into math, buddy. <laughs> Don't, I can see the wheels turning. The smoke coming out your ear smells worse yeah. than the litter box. I know, right? <laughs> He's going to have to Google it. <laughs> uh, 
Hey, Google, convert 40 pounds into kilograms. 40 pounds is equivalent to 18.144 kilograms. There you go. Yeah, how much, how much is a canoe? 18 and a half kilograms. 18 and a half kilograms. What? <laughs> That's pretty light. <laughs> yes. That was about the same as your 40-pounder. <laughs> I uh, suck at math. That's why I had to go to Google. I can remember living out in Alberta, Cold Lake, Alberta. Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, all these highway signs started showing up with garbage bags over them. Yeah. And then one day the garbage bags were gone and we went from miles to kilometers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, I, I, yeah, it's, it's weird because yeah. I knew when it took place. Yeah. That's what, you know, I can't remember where I was when the space shuttle blew up, but I can remember where I was when we switched <laughs> to metric. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, speaking of, did you hear they found a found big a panel, big chunk eh? of the Columbia. Yeah. They yeah. found a big, big chunk so of it. So it's a part of a wing in the fuselage, so it's uh, they still haven't found the cockpit and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, they found that's interesting. They were looking for something else, and it's the the divers. Yeah, said, a National what Geographic team or something yeah. was out there doing yeah. filming a documentary mm-hmm. in there. Hello. Yeah. But that was back in May. Yeah. That yeah. they found it. So mm-hmm. they've only just, I guess, been just started talking about it. Talking about it now. So. Huh. Uh, but yeah, we uh, did something I didn't think I'd ever do. Oh yes. Bought a snowblower. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> I did a massive cleanup in my garage. Yeah. I got rid of so much crap in my garage. Like, I could shoot a cannonball straight through my garage. <laughs> then I got the smoker. Now I got yeah. you got Tracy a new bike. And now we yeah. got a snowblower. <laughs> now where am I going to hang my winter tent when we get back from our, our camping weekends and stuff? Uh-huh. Because that's usually where I hang it. <laughs> Hence why I got rid of all that crap. Uh, yeah, yeah, I went out and bought a bought one. Figured, you know what? It's a lot of the times it snows. We find it's happening when you're at work. Yeah. So you come home after a long day of work, mm-hmm. and the first thing you got to do, yeah, is shovel that fifty thousand pound. <laughs> drift at the end of your driveway so i figure this way at least this will just yeah get it done and Mm -hmm. you know we still have to we'll still have to you know keep our shovels to do some of the stuff exactly yeah but you know it'll be faster it'll be easier and there's nothing i don't mind going doing some getting some exercise and shoveling but not like right after work Mm -hmm. when i'm thinking about just coming home and grabbing a bite to eat and yeah watching tv well i've the winters are starting to turn around we're getting more and more snow and uh, for a few years there, it's like, oh, I think I shoveled the driveway once this year. But it's starting to come back more. We still have the benefit of the lake effect. But I currently have uh, a couple of driveways that I clear every winter. So mother-in-law's driveway, my old neighbor's driveway. So I told him I'm going to still clear his driveway. He can't do it all in one go because he's getting so old. So I've, and then my driveway. So I got three driveways to clear. I thought, you know what? I'm, I'm of the age where I'm at risk for a heart attack. <laughs> so wait, you... You go to your mother-in-law's place and clear her driveway. Yeah. And then you go to where your old house yes. is and clean that guy's driveway? Yeah. No, your neighbor. Not the neighbor, the, the old neighbor, not the new owner. So why doesn't the new owner do it? That guy, he... Uh, you should have put that in your, your clause, <laughs> your sale clause. <laughs> you have to clear the neighbor's yeah. driveway. Well, 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 I didn't see that. Sorry. <clears throat> you know what? You either clear his driveway or you give me back the house. <laughs> I was visiting Brian and Helen, my old neighbors, recently. Uh, well late summer and we're chatting in the backyard and I look over and it's like wow that guy doesn't mow his lawn does he (laughs) neighbor says no it was like chest high weeds and grass really and he says yeah two weeks ago there was a deer browsing back there in the backyard it's like what maybe he bought a downtown Bowmanville (laughs) maybe he bought one (laughs) maybe yeah see you guys got cats yeah he's got deer (laughs) yeah they're the cool people now yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but yeah he doesn't mow his lawn now, see, we did a thing this year. So I cut down a couple of apple trees. Oh, yes. Well, we had to, right? You get rid of cherry trees too, didn't you? Not yet. Oh, okay. They're still there. Um, they have to go, but I just sort of Hold don't want to. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, so I, there's a whole bunch of, of the, the 
bigger branches from the um, apple trees. Do you and keep I them? put them next to my branch. Well, I kept all the wood from it. Okay. I just cut most of it up into smaller pieces because so we can burn it right. Apple wood would be good for smokers, right? Yeah. So there's a one section where I put these branches that I haven't cut right next to the fence. Mm-hmm. And you get all the the grass and everything, and flowers started coming up, and there's rabbits in there, and it's like, <laughs> wow, wow, <laughs> I got this part of my lawn. Yeah, I mean, it's only about what eight feet wide yeah. by about twelve feet long, sort of section mm-hmm. where all the wa- the the grasses are coming up, and there's flowers coming up, and every so often you see rabbits zipping through there, and squirrels are hiding in there. Any and- skunks yet? Oh, we always have skunks, there you but go. they're always in there. They just wander through. Same with the <laughs> raccoons and, and whatnot. But um, the rest of the lawn is all kept nice and that, but it's got this little wildling area cool. over there, which is right on. That's kind of neat, right? <laughs> and I just, no, I can't move those. I can't cut up those branches. Yeah, <laughs> because the animals are living there. Yeah, the animals are living there. Can't cut down their house. <laughs> yeah, thanks, animals. Thanks, buddies. You got me out of having to do chores. <laughs> Perfect. Any excuse. And I don't have to mow that section of the lawn all summer. Perfect. Thanks, animals. <laughs> Big shout out to Mother Nature. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess we should talk about a few things here this week. It's a whole bunch of little things I, w- I was coming across. Uh, the Sea to Sky Highway in British Columbia, you've heard of it. I have. I've been up it. I've driven it. There are little highway signs and uh, the kilometer marker signs. I never never knew this, but uh, they say, have you ever noticed the shapes of the signs and wonder why they look like that? Well, according to the Ministry of Transportation and Infrastructure, the route marker shields on the Sea to Sky Highway were created simultaneously as the custom dual English Indigenous language guide signs on the highway. Kilometer markers on the highway are shaped like the end of a paddle. Neat. Mm-hmm. It's upside down. But. Mm-hmm. Design was chosen through consultation and input with Squamish and Lilwat First Nations. Uh, they were installed as part of improvements to the Sea to Sky Highway with all signs in place by April 2009 before the 2010 Winter Games, which were, of course, hosted out yes. Vancouver and Whistler. 19-kilometer uh, marker signs of the paddle design on that corridor. And for reference, the zero point of the Highway 99 is at the Canadian-U.S. border. Uh, and uh, the kilometer marker signs go from 75 to 165. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of neat, though. It is. I, I never noticed. just the rectangly I, square ones we have. Yeah, I know, eh? So I moved away from out of British Columbia back in 2000, late 2000. So I never got to see these. Yeah. Well, they're there. Go mm-hmm. back. Um, Great Alabama 650. I forgot this was happening again. It always happens at the, like, the end of the season. Right? I didn't know it existed. Really? We talked about it. <laughs> did we? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I did know it You existed. did know it existed. You just haven't <laughs> thought about it. With almost perfect weather and water conditions, Paul Cox and Joe Mann shattered the record for the Great Alabama 650, the AL650. Now, there's breaking a record. Mm-hmm. And they're shattering a record. Yeah, you get a couple of, shave a couple hours off. That's you know hey, that's a good you, you beat the record. record. Yeah, uh, the paddling race traverses um, Alabama from Weiss Lake to nor- in the northeast corner to the of the state to Fort Morgan on the state's Gulf Coast. So last year, Cox and Mann won it in five days, twenty two hours, and eight minutes. Almost six days. Yeah, almost, yeah, two, yeah, two hours shy of, yeah. of six days. Team covered the 650 uh, this year, four days, 17 hours, and two minutes. That's like over a day off. Yeah, that's that's huge. That's Look, shattering a record. So just to put that, oftentimes when you do a trip or the, whatever people do, the meanest link, and like you hear about somebody, oh, they're held up by their windbound, they're, it, it's bad stormy weather, they're held off for this or that, whatever reason, can't make the record. But these guys, to do this, like it had to be just perfect weather. Like when the weather conditions and water conditions, to, mm-hmm. to shave that much time off, that's incredible. Well, and then it had that, that had to play a big part of it because the, the second place guys, uh, Rod Price, Bobby Johnson, 
four days, 22 hours, 25 minutes. So they were only about five hours, five and a half hours behind them. So, you know, as much as you might want to think that these two guys just killed it, they just absolutely killed it. And the top female and solo paddler, uh, four days, 22 hours and 39 minutes. So she, so she just, was just behind. Just a few minutes, like 10, 12, 14 minutes behind. That's yeah. that's incredible. So that's Sally O'Donnell. <laughs> so they, just all these people are like doing these killer times. So it must have been just perfect weather. They're going to be so disappointed next year. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's going to have a tailwind. <laughs> uh, one reason the paddlers deem the AL650 one of the toughest courses is that they have to portage around nine dams. That's... That's, on the Coosa and Alabama yeah. rivers. Nine, wow. Yeah. Uh, once they get into the Mobile River, the portages are finished, but then they must deal with the unpredictable conditions of the bay. It's extremely hard, Cox says. The thing I like about the AL650 is you have so many types of water conditions. You start in the lakes in northern Alabama, and then you get to the uh, Wetumpka and get the little white water in. Now, this is the thing that threw you. Unlike other races, the AL650 has no sleep requirement, which means that sleep deprivation is another hurdle for some paddlers. Yeah. But there's a few races we've heard of that do the same sort of thing. You don't have to sleep. Yes. And you get tired. And some of them do have a requirement. Like some of the bigger races like you see up in... in, but there's a couple races in Alaska and so on. There's the Yukon River Quest. There's, yep. there's a lot of these big races where they have you check in and your time is stopped. Yeah. You have a six-hour rest period and then you start, your time starts again. Yeah, they, they're mandatory rest periods. Yes. And so they're controlling. But this here is like, so these guys over almost five days had what, six hours sleep total? Uh, f- an hour at Wetumpka. Two at Selma, two before they entered Mobile Bay, and then two more, about two thirds of the way to Fort Morgan. So seven hours. Seven hours, yeah. Yeah. I think the Texas Water Safari doesn't do sleep either, does it? I don't know. I, I because I remember Wes Hansen talking about. Uh, um, you oh, start, you start to get a bit suffering. Loopy. Yeah, I get loopy from lack of yeah, sleep, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, that next year is going to be uh, a bit of a yeah. Everybody's going to be sad because nobody makes <laughs> <laughs> nobody makes under seven days. <laughs> uh, now, during the rest stops, support crews meet the competitors with warm clothes, so they do have rest stops. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that they have to sleep or anything like that. Uh, they they meet the competitors with warm clothes, food, and fresh water. Prepare warm food like chili or roast beef and mashed potatoes. Then they put it in the thermos containers. Now, for me, a thermos is like a thermos of coffee. Mm. And, I'm th- and that's every time somebody says, oh, yeah, you put that into a thermos. You're putting roast beef and mashed potatoes <laughs> into a thermos. No, thank you. <laughs> um, thermos containers for paddlers to take in the next leg of the race. So while they're paddling, they can quickly uh, sort of scarf down some food for energy, right? The first time you do something like this, it's a magical sense of adventure and everything is new. The second time, you have a learning curve. And when we looked back, it was so much fun, but we made a lot of mistakes. With the course this long, there's a lot of room for mistakes, which adds up to a significant amount of time. Uh, I think the difference this year was we approached this a lot more analytically. It's not that we didn't want to have fun, because we did. Before, it was a magical adventure. This time, it was how we were going to execute our plan to stay in the boat and keep moving. Obviously, we did that by beating our old time by almost 30 hours. That was a man said that. Yeah, that's incredible. That's by almost 30 <laughs> hours. I know, right? You didn't beat the record. Killed you it. just smashed <laughs> and shattered it. Yeah. That's something. <laughs> that's something. But I think it's cool to do, though. It, well, yeah, I'm getting older for these... These things. No time like the present. I know, right? Start practicing. Do it now. Yeah, a lot of these, I mean, I mean, Texas Water Safari, you definitely have to do with somebody that's done it before, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, I know we've said, hey, we should go down and do that. Wes says, anytime you want to come down. They should. They should join him next next spring. You definitely need somebody that, yeah. Yeah. I've lost lost like 25 pounds in the last month and a half, so I'm on my way, buddy. (laughs) 
Uh, what could, you don't have any, you don't have, your kids aren't into the big game consoles yet, are they? No, they, I, <laughs> after the move, we were, I was digging through boxes because it's like, oh, I haven't looked in this box in 20 years. Anyways, I came across my original Xbox game. And, uh, so Beckett showed interest for about an hour and then, eh. Really? He, well, he, he's not used to playing games. He 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 tends to watch other people play games on right. YouTube and stuff, and this is the commentary. Oh, speaking of, that's what Ariana does. That she gets me suckered into a few of these things. Yeah, God of War Ragnarok. Oh, we just watched somebody play that. Smitty? No, no. Uh, Jack Jack Septicai. Uh. He played that, and the only thing. I have to pick apart about that video game is Kratos, who's the god of war, mm-hmm. holds the paddle properly when he's paddling on his right hand side because they're in canoes, like dugout canoes and, yeah. part of it and stuff like that. But when he switches over, it's like he's doing a cross draw constantly. Okay. They don't move his hands. <laughs> like he can holding the canoe, the paddle the exact same way. And I'm just calling that out every time. Come on! What is he doing? You can't paddle like that, you moron. <laughs> if they want these games to be realistic and lifelike, oh, yeah. come on. Come yeah, on, come do on. your research, people. You're disappointing us. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, we we have, we started with the Intellivision way, 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 Oh, yeah. Way oh, I remember I that a as a kid. Yeah. 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 And then we moved into... Um, Atari. I had Atari. We, we didn't have the Atari. My friends had the Atari. Yeah. Uh, we ended up with, um, the Sega Genesis, Nintendo, the original Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Then we went to the Xbox, Xbox 360, the Xbox one. Yeah. We never went PlayStation. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> however, Kayak VR. Mirage is a job dropping an exhilarating journey through beautiful and unique locations tailor-made for virtual reality. Maneuver our fully physically accurate kayak around checkpoints and crown yourself the fastest, or take it easy and use the free roam mode for a leisurely trip and enjoy the scenery. (laughs) So the PS5, PlayStation 5, Mm -hmm. release date, February 23rd, 2023, to go with the PS5, Mm -hmm. the PS5 is out, but this new thing isn't, Okay, is a VR, like the VR goggles headset you put on, Yep, and two hand controllers that wrap around your hands, Hmm. right? This will hook up to your PS5, and if you get Kayak VR Mirage, which I'm sure is going to be like another hundred bucks, because most games are... (laughs) Any way to get the money out of you. You can paddle a kayak, and it sounds like anywhere in the world. Huh. So they talk about the features. Beautiful and varied locations to explore or race through, featuring multiple times of day and weather conditions. Cutting-edge graphics that push the limits of what VR is capable of. Fully physics-based kayaking for an authentic experience that really makes you feel like you're on the water free roam mode for a more serene experience through all levels, a variety of sea and wildlife that brings your environment to life. Oh, great. A virtual shark. Awesome. (laughs) Thanks, pals. Time attack with a checkpoint course on all levels for racing fanatics who want a real workout. Play asynchronously. Asynchronously? Yeah, asynchronously against other players on the global leaderboards or your friends. So we could hook up with these things if we each had one online, right? Because that's what we do right now with the Xbox. My brother's in Ottawa, I'm in Toronto, Mm -hmm. and we get online with headsets, chat with each other, and play video games against each other. Well, we play with, you know, as a team. Yeah. But every so often, rocket launcher goes the wrong way. Oops, sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Things like that. <laughs> Mistakes were made. Uh, customize your kayak, paddle, and headwear with a wide range of unlockable options. 
Optionally, transform your controllers into a paddle by attaching them to a stick or mount and take the immersion to the next level. Comfort settings that make sure people without sea legs can enjoy it all the same. A music selection that always fits with the environment and mode you're playing in. So basically, you're you're paddling a kayak yeah. wherever you want or racing against people or yourself. Hmm. Sony has released or revealed its next-gen virtual reality system. It's called the PlayStation VR 2 or the PSVR 2. Its new VR controller has been officially named the PlayStation VR 2 Sense Controller. It goes without saying this new VR headset will be in high demand and you will need to be quick if you want to get one on its launch date. I gotta think that this is going to sell out pretty fast. Imagine, yeah. So, <laughs> this is what I have an issue with. What's that? It is available for pre-order right now. Release date February 23rd, which is a few months away. $750 Canadian. Whoa. So, that's for the, the virtual reality headset. And Just the, hands, the headset. And the hand pieces that mm-hmm. go with, right? So, 750 plus tax, Canadian. Yep. The PS5, which you're already supposed to have, but we don't, so we'd have to buy anyway, is another $650 tax. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I never, the cost and expenses and the, you know, you're spending all this money on games. I never really got into it. I had the original Xbox and I just, I just. $1,400. That's a lot. That's a lot. And then probably going to be another, like I say, hundred bucks plus tax. So you're looking fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars mm-hmm. to sit on your couch <laughs> and go kayaking. You know what else you could do with that seventeen hundred dollars? <laughs> Down payment on a kayak. Go buy a kayak <laughs> <laughs> on the lakes and rivers yeah. and do it for yeah. real. <laughs> but this would be good in the wintertime or whatever you're trying to get do something. I don't know. You know, this it, is cool. It, it would is, be neat if you cool. could combine it with uh one of those rowing or paddling uh, exercise machines well it sounds like you sit on your couch with this headset on yeah right so the screen is only like three inches from your eyeballs Mm -hmm. and these things fit on your hands yeah and you actually have to do the motions the kayaking motions yeah and that's why they say some people will it sounds like they'll put these on the end of the stick and yeah yeah or stick them on the end of your actual kayak paddle i guess yeah there you go. And there you go. Hold your kayak paddle in your hand, put some rubber bands and your tensioners on the on the paddle so that every stroke is worth doing a little bit of work and <laughs> <laughs> Or you can take the seventeen hundred dollars <laughs> and buy a kayak. And go buy a kayak. <laughs> there you know what, there there's a lot of really cool technology when it comes to video games yeah. and such, but I have to be very careful because I get addicted to it really easy. Oh, okay. And that's exactly <laughs> why I stay away from it. Yeah. You know, my brother, he'll come on. Well, I haven't seen you online in about a month. What's the matter? Because I'm spending 14 hours a day playing this stupid game against you. <laughs> and then you go for dinner and I'm still playing because I'm eating while I'm playing. And then you come back. Oh, you're back on? I never left. <laughs> you know, when Tracy's coming down at four in the morning saying, uh, are you coming to bed? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. <laughs> But thanks for asking. <laughs> I've never really got into them. I don't. I don't play video I, games. I, I tend not to because I I know. Yeah. If I get into it, mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh man, this Whole is so hog. much fun. <laughs> and, you know, especially with my well, when I watch certain people play the video, and I'm sure I've said this before. There's a lot of anger involved, <laughs> especially when you're on the global one where people from all over the world can yep. join in sort of thing, or you're playing against people that you don't know or join a team or something mm-hmm. like that. And there's a lot of anger and swearing and, come on, that guy's cheating. And you can do, people hack the systems, so they do, you know, like God mode sort of thing, so oh, they'll never yeah, die, yeah. it doesn't matter what you yeah, do. they're cheating it. They're cheating, you know, so there's a lot of that. <clears throat> We play in a closed environment. So, you know, it's my brother, maybe a couple of his buddies or something, myself. We'll play in that closed environment. And we're we're doing the missions mm-hmm. that you're supposed to do, like the, the gameplay. But like I say, every so often, 
you know, we've done this before. My brother will be walking by or something and then, well, I got a rocket launcher and he's just walking by innocently. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! <laughs> just blow. And we are just killing ourselves <laughs> laughing. Like, like it, it, it's absolutely hilarious. Mm-hmm. Just some of the stuff we do in this. Yeah. You know, like driving down the road and, and he's on a motorbike or something. And I'm in a in a big vehicle. <laughs> Run him over. I'm running him over because <laughs> I can. <laughs> Sean, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. And, and then you know, when you least expect it, expect it because I'm sitting there in the middle of a, you know, this this awesome run. Yeah. You know, killing all these guys, and there's my brother. Oh, look at you go! <laughs> we can put a stop to that right now. <laughs> that's how I play video games, and that's why for me it gets so addictive. Because we're having so much fun. Yeah. So if we were getting into something like this, and we were paddling along, racing, mm-hmm. the minute you start pulling ahead, <laughs> I'm hitting you. <laughs> I'm ramming your boat. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Which... You know, $1,700 out on the real lake, that's going to be pricey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to just keep I'm running right over you, buddy. <laughs> hey, you want to go try that waterfall over there? Sure. What's the worst could happen? I fall off my couch? <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if you got a, a PS5 um, and uh, another 800 bucks to, to blow. I know, right? Uh, yeah, check out the, the Sony PlayStation VR2 sense controller it's coming out in february you better pre-order it now if you want one mm-hmm. and uh if you don't get one well i i told you <laughs> i'm not getting one i'm not getting one either <laughs> i'm gonna get one but it is neat <laughs> i, I saw one. some of the when you t- told me about it today i i just i only looked at a couple of the still shots of uh, mm-hmm. the kayaking and it looks pretty real yeah there there is a well for the most part, it looks real because there was one part where they're kayaking with somebody and all you see is this head floating. Oh. No body. <laughs> the kayak's going where it's supposed to. The head is where the head would be if somebody yeah. was actually in it. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm sure there's going to be glitches every yeah, now yeah, and yeah. then or something. But <laughs> yeah, you know, it is it is pretty cool. So there's this fella named Tiago. Okay. He's down in Brazil. He's chugging along on his boat. Looks over, you know, sees a lady. Looks like she's in distress. Oh, she's in pain. Mm-hmm. She he goes over to give up? her a hand. What's what's happening? Ends up delivering her baby in a canoe. <laughs> I'm having a baby. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, apparently, a woman gave birth to her baby in a canoe on the waterway in the Amazon rainforest, Brazil. A man traveling in another boat noticed her pain and stopped to help. Brazilian mum to be was on her on the waterway in the middle of the Amazon rainforest when she went into labor. Apparently, they just couldn't get to uh, the hospital on time. <laughs> Unable to get to the hospital, the woman gave birth inside the canoe, assisted by the man. According to local media, he had been traveling in a larger vessel. So instead of bringing her into the larger vessel, <laughs> let's just do this in a tippy canoe. I suppose she was in mid labor. Ah. Why move her? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, he stopped uh, and helped her. Footy, video footage. There's Everybody's footage got cell phones. And there's pictures. Everybody's got cell yeah, phones. I don't want to see the footage, thank you. <laughs> video footage showed how onlookers broke into applause as the newborn was delivered safe and sound. I hope he stood up in the canoe holding the baby and started going... The Lion King. Lion King. Uh, it's lasagna. <laughs> it's really a lasagna. So was she in labor when she got in the canoe, or she just was out for a paddle? It didn't say. I just said she was on in the in the canoe, hmm. paddling around. I guess went into labor. Was trying to get to the hospital. Couldn't do it. <laughs> wow. Where were you born? In a canoe. In a canoe. Where? On the Amazon. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'll be your friend just for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> this one, you you sent a thingy the other day. Somebody bought a Grumman canoe. And polished it up to a mirror finish. I would hate to, on a sunny day, <laughs> paddling towards them. 
It's like you're blinding you burn me. Burn your eyes out. <laughs> but can you imagine how long it would it take it take you to to polish up an eighteen foot gremlin canoe? An old, old, old yeah. one. It's like that's wow. a lot of work. Wow! But it was like mirror finish. I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> I guess somebody would do it. The for me. end result would be amazing. Oh, it would be. <laughs> I mean, it looked like it looked like glass. Yes, yeah, Metal it glass. looked like a mirror. The whole thing was just a mirror. Well, I came across something because I was, I was looking at for those pictures, and I came across an aluminum kayak. Which, by the way, they used to make aluminum kayaks, but it wasn't worth it. Nobody wanted them. They mm. were too heavy. Yeah. Uh, the military used to make some, um, but no one, and, and it wasn't worth the um, time and effort yeah. for canoe companies to, yeah. make, to make them. But there's a mechanical designer from Virginia. Recently, he built his own all-aluminum kayak from the ground up. Hmm. Before the build, I had been kayaking a few times but never owned one, says Brennan Kunkka. I knew I wanted to build one, and whenever I make something that I could theoretically buy instead, I take the opportunity to make it unique. I've seen plenty of wooden kayaks on the internet already, and I'm probably more experienced working with metal anyway, so I decided on aluminum. Wouldn't have been my first choice. No, I know, right? Instead of starting completely from scratch, Brennan worked from commercially available plans for a a plywood kayak. Okay. He just swapped in laser-cut sheets of 1 mil 5052 aluminum alloy, which he welded and riveted instead of stitched and glued. So, he has a laser cutter? As one does. And he was welding one millimeter thick aluminum. Mm -hmm. It wasn't an easy process due largely to aluminum's tendency to expand and distort when heated. Do you know how hard it is? I've never, I'm not a, I'm not a welder, but I know a lot of people that are. So welding aluminum was not easy. No. And he was welding probably. This is what he does? Welding one millimeter thick aluminum sheets. Wow. He's, well, he's got to be talented for one to be able to do that. But <laughs> he has a laser cutter. <laughs> Buddy, pal, friend of mine. <laughs> Getting all the hull sections tacked together was the t- longest struggle of the project, he says. I had a few interior frames to guide the placement, but still needed to reposition clamps for every tack and usually support the clamps themselves to avoid bending the material. Because the thin aluminum wasn't as stiff as plywood, the openings for the cockpit, front hatch, and rear cooler reset. Yeah, he built a cooler into, there's there's a, a square indent in the back behind the seat that holds a custom-made cooler. No, he found a cooler. He, yeah. Re, yeah, but he, there's a, a whole thingy he's put, put around yeah, it. Yes, so he, yeah, he built this pocket yeah. for it. Uh, re-cooler receptacle had to be made sufficiently rigid by adding thicker strips of aluminum around their perimeters. Likewise, two aluminum bars were added lengthwise along the interior to keep the hull from flexing too much. Those bars doubled as mounting points for the seat while a separate bar spanning the space between them served as a footrest. So he did have some interior. Yeah. Right? So, like I say, he's, he's a mechanical designer. So... This has got to be sort of second nature to him. Uh, he brushed the entire exterior with an angle iron to give it a brushed aluminum look and painted the interior with flex seal liquid <laughs> rubber to prevent leaks, yeah. which is, you know, probably what you want. Finished product, which took about eight months to build, 12 feet long or 3.7 meters, 28 inches wide. They switch from meters to 711 millimeters. millimeters. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, And tips of scales at only 39 pounds or 18 kilograms. There you go. We just did that math. Yeah. I could have saved myself Google if I had pre-read. Read read a bit farther along. (laughs) How was it on the water, though? That's the big question everybody wants to ask, right? Very stable, handles well. 
Everybody assumes it will get really hot in the sun, but what? it's fine. Why would you assume it gets hot in the sun? It's not black. But it's metal. That's what everybody assumes. Metal but it's reflective hot, right? metal. Yeah. The glare off it is nothing compared to the glare yes. off the water. <laughs> now, mind you, heated and polished. It's not right? a highly polished. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a mirror. Yeah. One noticeable quirk is the noise. On the first paddle, I heard lots of water sloshing around and forgot or, and thought I was sinking. Turns out that it's just noise it makes when it's moving, and the metal hull amplifies it. And when you hit a rock, everyone on the water <laughs> knows it. <laughs> Bong! <laughs> just like anybody who's paddled a Grumman. <laughs> you could take your Bluetooth speaker and put it and put it on top. <laughs> yes, and, and the, the whole kayak becomes a speaker. A giant <laughs> amplification system for your yeah. Bluetooth speaker. Drive the fish nuts. Yes. Oh, you could do that, like, get out in the ocean and put whale sounds. And get eaten by a whale. Or a shark. <laughs> That's amazing for the, the meticulousness of that work, to do the welding on one millimeter thick aluminum. The, I, can, the, I can see how it would be flexible, too. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty thin. You're like you're not far from aluminum foil. But you, you definitely got to know what you're doing with the all the riveting that he did and, yeah, yeah, and the, yeah, the welding yeah. and everything. So he would have had some internal structure and, and ribs. And there's a lot of welding along the length of it, so that's that's uh, that's a lot of work. That's some fine like, but only thirty nine pounds too, eh? Yeah, well, that's really thin aluminum. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Mm. What, what would uh, a Grumman? They used to. It was much thicker aluminum from a Grumman. Oh, definitely thicker. I mean, those things yeah. are made to take a beating and yeah, yeah. yeah. Know, what does it yeah. take a lick and keep on ticking? The old mm-hmm. Timex watch. Yeah, yeah. So uh, wow, good on you, buddy. But I think I'll stick with wood. I looked at some of the pictures. He's got some videos, some making of videos I haven't watched. But uh, it's a nice looking kayak. You know, it really is. We'll, we'll post the pictures on our site and our Facebook page. And uh, yeah, they're, 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 it actually turned out nice. I don't know that I'd want one, but it almost <laughs> looks like a little party boat. Yeah, yeah. Or a little uh, battleship. Yeah. Sort of thing going on with that back. <laughs> going on the cooler and aluminum is very uh, soft metal so it wouldn't take much bumping and banging and to <laughs> make it look kind of ugly yeah yeah you wonder like scrape on the rocks that's, a couple that's times. just gonna be going up and down a river on a lake or something <laughs> you're not going any yeah thing big yeah scary and there wouldn't be much float as <laughs> well to be zero flotation yeah i didn't see in there if he'd put float Flotation device or anything on the float, inside? I guess you could put inflatable float bags in the bow and the stern mm-hmm. to help because the last thing you want to do is like, oops, I dumped it, and next thing you know, it's at the bottom of the lake. It's yeah. like, oh, I need to go get a scuba diver to come help me find this thing. Yeah, okay, well, I guess that's where I, I guess that's how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just stays there now. It's fish food. Yeah. Fish habitat. Yes, yeah, a fish habitat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it only takes a minute to go from kayak to fish habitat. <laughs> So that's pretty cool. That's yes. Pretty cool. Yeah. It's an it's amazing kayak. It's he did some really good work on it. Yeah. Um, I've gotten back into Audible books again. Oh, okay. Yeah, I what, got I got uh, Sirius satellite radio in my car. Oh, my truck. So you're not it's not eight track or anything. No, I got rid of the eight track controller. I was, was going to upgrade to a cassette player. <laughs> I did see that they there are some cars out there with re- record players. Record. Full, that fold out of the, did, that's an actual item. I know, I've seen it. That car? <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be very good. It's like any, any potholes, like, <laughs> I just drive slow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> slow enough to take a picture uh, of your dash. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> November 22nd, 2022. 2022. My mileage flipped to 222,222.2 kilometers. Yeah. How cool is that? So were you rolling along the road at that point saying, oh, it's almost going to No, I actually had a stoplight. Point one, point yeah. two. <laughs> yeah, no, I was coming up to a stop. I'm thinking, oh, this will never happen. Well, it won't happen again. No. <laughs> I drive a lot more. <laughs> yeah, I was just coming up to a stoplight and uh, it flipped over. So I just quickly held up my phone, click, click. So you just have to catch it. Yeah. Yeah, just happened to catch that, look down, and I knew it was coming. Yeah. I knew it was coming up, yeah. but I just happened to look down, and I'm like, oh, all right, click, click the picture. <laughs> I, I, my car, my Murano just rolled over 80,000 there last week, 
but I noticed it was 80,007 kilometers. It's like, <laughs> oh, gosh, Man. I missed it. Just so slow. <laughs> but what if you want to think about how weird – oh, and if you want another one, November is the 11th month. One plus one is two. Is two. Okay. All right, if you want to get – if you want to start – Now you're really, you now really, now you're really reaching it, for it. Yeah. Now you're really reaching for it. The <laughs> fact that – I've been driving this truck for nine years, and to have that- That's a lot of mileage in That years. mileage happen on the 22nd day in 2022. Yeah. <laughs> like, there you go. That's neat. Anyway. That's a lot of mileage. That's not. My Ranger was 435,000 yeah. kilometers, not miles, kilometers. That's miles. That'd be a lot. But well, my vehicle is five years old this month. My last payment came out two weeks ago. Woo! Yeah, so uh, it's five years old this month, and it just rolled over eighty thousand. So I, I'm not even half of what I you put are. A, I put about thirty to thirty-five a year on it. Oh yeah. Depending on how many trips I do. Hmm. I like to drive. <laughs> I like to move it. Move it. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, I guess it's good every time we go somewhere together, I'm in your truck. Yeah. Save See? me saves me the mileage. See? There you go. <laughs> there you go. Going down to uh quite adventure symposium. Yeah. I'll be some more. Yeah. As long as you help pay for the gas, I'm I'll drive yeah, anywhere. Yeah, I'm good for that. <laughs> so anyway, um yeah, I've been listening to Sirius a lot lately. Yeah. Serious? Hey, serious? Seriously. Serious. Seriously, <laughs> yeah, the radio there. But uh I yeah, and then I realized, oh, I keep getting these emails going, uh, you've got another credit with Audible. Oh, I guess I better start spending some of these. So I, I <laughs> actually, I got a whole bunch of the, I'm, I'm into The Hobbit, The Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. Tolkien yes. since I was a little kid, right? So there's all these other books now, Audible books of his. So I got like nine new books of his that I've been listening to. But Paddling the Pascagoula. Mm-hmm. It's a, the new one I'm actually listening to by Ernest Herndon and Scott B. Williams. It's from 2005. Yeah. But still. Uh, Science Magazine describes the Pascagoula River of southeast Mississippi as the last unaltered large river system in the lower 48 states of southern Canada. Along its banks and watershed, 600,000 acres of public lands, wildlife management areas, national forests, wilderness areas, national wildlife refuges, nature, uh, nature conservancy preserves, ensure the creation of a tremendous natural river system. It's a pretty cool uh, looking thing. Mm-hmm. Now you figure it's just, okay, well, that's that's the lake where they're just going to. Or the, the river, they're just going to paddle it, right? No. So Herndon and Williams traveled its entire 200-plus mile length by canoe and sea kayak. One was Herndon was in the uh, canoe. Williams had a sea kayak. But there's two tributaries that start. There's the leaf, which Herndon started at the top of the leaf and paddled the leaf river down to... Uh, Pascagoula, and Williams was in the Chickasa Way. He started that and paddled that. Oh, one. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. So picture a giant letter Y. Yeah. So they each stopped at the started at a different top of the Y. So as it joined up, they met at the. So they they met it right where they the confluence of the three rivers were, and continued on to the Gulf Coast. Along the way, the two saw alligators and ospreys, conservationists, and good old boys. They ran rapids and explored swamps, dodged log jams, and investigated possible pollution sources. That was one of the things they're, they're, I just started this book, so I'm not too far mm-hmm. into it, but that was one of the things they were talking about was they were going to pay them to check out all these sources of pollution Who's and gonna pay report. Them? Can't remember who they Science said was Magazine? Gonna, uh, no, not Science Magazine. Somebody was going to uh, pay them. Huh. Uh, Mississippi, I uh, can't remember what they call it. Uh, Doesn't matter. It'd be like the Ministry of Environment for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, hey, keep, if you're running this river, we'll give you some money. And yeah, and help you out, and you guys go, do all this for us. 
Uh, Herndon has gone backcountry trips to places like Papua New Guinea and Alaska, while Williams paddled his sea kayak solo down the Mississippi and across the Car- uh, Caribbean. Together, they've canoed and kayaked all over the South as well as in remote parts of Central America. They they uh, paddle together a lot, mm-hmm. or well, yeah. I guess they used to. Both agree the Pascagoula Basin is one of the most intriguing outdoor destinations they have experienced. The book gives the armchair explorer a vivid feeling of what it would be like to float this wonderful river and provides a wealth of information about what makes it special and the problems that threaten it. Now, the the when he's talking, so is er, uh, Ernest Her- Herndon is talking to begin with, and he's saying he's, you know, Scott's going to start up over this way and I'm going to start up over this way and... You know, we'll each write our own account oh, okay. of yeah, what we yeah. did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right now, I'm just starting his. They haven't met up yet. Run, no. Um, and then I guess next we'll hear what Scott's mm-hmm. run was, and then I guess it'll be a joint the, between the two of them on the uh, Pascagoula part. Uh, Pascagoula River is the largest undammed river in the contiguous. 48 states. Really? Yeah. It's often called the Singing River. According to legend, the Pascagoula Indian tribe sang as they walked hand in hand into the river to avoid fighting with the invading Biloxi tribe. It is said that on a quiet night, you can still hear them singing their death chant. Hmm. Apparently there was a whole... Somebody was supposed to marry the chief of the Biloxi Indians, but instead went over and married the chief of um, the Pascagoula tribe. Okay. And the Biloxi guy said, uh, we're not having that. They attacked and they said, well, we're not going to fight you, so we're just going to sing and walk into the river. <laughs> so they all drowned. Uh, Pascagoula Watershed has 327 species of birds that breed there, including the rare Mississippi Sandhill Crane. Oh. And that's what you need to know about the Pascagoula. <laughs> you know, it, sound, it sounds like a pretty cool area. Yeah. Uh, it sounded like a decent book. And like I say, I like the fact that they're taking two separate rivers and meeting up. So you're actually getting a book that talks about three totally different rivers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, like I say, just, just started that. So we'll, we'll see what's happening. Uh, but speaking of dams, the Klamath river out in Oregon and, uh, Northern California. Okay. We talked about that a while back. I recognize that name. Yeah. There's four dams. They were pro and against removing four big dams. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were right? removing it and re-naturalizing the river. Yeah, oh, and that's what they're... There's big <clears throat> debates and big da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Well, they just had the vote and starting next year, four dams are being removed. There you go. Who would be against it? Uh, there's a lot of people saying that it's, you know... Um, well, they're, they're not really against it. They wish they weren't doing it, but the rafting companies, once those dams oh, are gone, yeah. there's a couple of big sections which will no longer be there. Like some of the popular runs yeah. will no longer be there. Oh. Uh, the people that are pro, one of the big things, um, especially the natives down there, are saying, well, now the salmon will be able return. to return. They will return. And, and the, yeah. the, the people that are against it are saying, well, no, the stuff that ha- you're saying is happening is happening out in the Gulf. Like out in the ocean, you got you got to fix those problems first mm-hmm. before you start. Yeah. No one wants to, you know, work on what's happening out there. You're all saying it's the river, it's the river, it's the river, and it's yeah. not. So there's a whole, you know, a lot of arguments. Yeah, and then the the um all the farmers and the irrigation that should happen, and all the water is going to st- keep coming down, but now it's just not going to be held up in reservoirs. There's some homeowners that had lakefront property <laughs> on this reservoir. Yeah. Well, once the dam's gone, there's no more reservoir. Yeah. So all of a sudden your property values just plummet. Yeah, I can see that argument. Right? So there's that one. There's a lot of for and against, but um, $500 million it's going to cost. Whoa. To, That's to- what they say it's going to cost. But, of course, when people are going into things, they're saying, it's going to cost a lot more than that. Yeah. You know, just to wish it probably will. So, is it Pace? 
electric out that way. I want to say so. Not, all these dams are, are are out of service right now. I assume, right? That's why they're considering this. They were up for. They weren't out of service. No, oh. they were just up for license renewal. Oh, in 2016, and then um, yeah, they were just saying, uh, yeah, you know what? There's been so much talk about do we remove them before we renew your hmm. licenses? Let's see. See if, what? And yeah. now they finally had a vote last last week. Yeah, and they said, yeah, bye bye. Time to go. Uh, there's, yeah, what were they saying here? So that's jobs too. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I, Noah's Rafting Company has been in Ashland since 2008. So about 50% or more of our revenue is going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're talking about this one area. It says, we're going to go from an average of 1,700 cubic feet per second in the summer to eight or nine hundred, which is too lo- too low to run that stretch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I, people are going to be affected, both good and bad, unfortunately. But uh, no, looks like they've made the decision, and uh, four dams. Yeah. The biggest one's going to be removed in two thousand twenty four. Hmm. So, but the the uh, the company that uh, Pacific Corp. They've actually set aside another fifty million, just in case there's overruns. Oh, okay, right. So, see, there's also like these rafting companies. It all, might also be an opportunity to get, uh, you know, tourism dollars to to help pay for, like, as well as you're going to renaturalize the river, but maybe like you know, up uh, there, there's there's some engineered kayaking runs and engineered whitewater runs. So maybe they can manipulate the riverbed while this work is being done private prior to the work being done so they can create some runs yeah. to bring back some of the work right yep. it's tough to get permits to do where you change the the bed of the river but since it's a several multiple hydroelectric projects so there's less risk to natural wildlife then you might be able to get and I'm sure they're thinking about this too. It's like, well, it's happening. Maybe we should try and get in on this game and mm-hmm. and modify the river runs to create some whitewater opportunities. Yeah. So we'll have to see uh, what actually happens. Like I say, over the next couple of years, everything's mm-hmm. supposed to happen. But that's, that's big. Yeah. Those are big dams. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's so crazy. usually if you're doing work, you'll put a dam in, do all your work, and then remove the dam. Yeah. So how do you <laughs> how do you do that with a dam? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, I I'm interested to see how they actually take it out. Like, yeah. I mean, me, I would just like fill the whole thing with dynamite, dynamite and let her go, and let her rip, <laughs> <laughs> let the pieces yeah. fall where they may. There you go. There's your new rafting run for you, right there, buddy. I'm sure environmental, the EPA, and whatever they'll they'll be involved in in doing it in such a way that it it protects the natural area and the wildlife and whatever you can't just, safety third baby can't just blast it and wash out towns down river ah! <laughs> <laughs> their, their property value is going down anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we'll have to keep an eye on that and see what actually happens but uh I don't know if they they have appeal things on this or not, or yeah. or the decision is final sort of thing. But it sounds like it's final. Well, there you so, go. Uh, only one month left till Christmas. Oh, there we go. Don't leave picking up paddling equipment till the last minute, as you'll probably end up being out of luck. <laughs> Everything goes fast this time of year. You snooze, you lose. You lose. So if there's anything you need. I would be ordering it now. And <laughs> don't forget, because everybody and their brother nowadays orders off of Amazon. Yeah, they do. Even today, my wife, oh, uh, I'm, I think I'm expecting two things uh, delivered today. Mm-hmm. My God. Duh. <laughs> uh, over the summer, there's a couple times where I've tried to buy local or get into a shop and whatever. It's like, sorry, we don't have this. Sorry, we don't have that. And it's like, I'm out of this. Like I went to sale to, to get some, some very, it's like I was looking at some things and uh, it's like, well, we don't have that. It's like, man, you're forcing me yeah. to be, if I need something, I'm going to like, they didn't have water filters for my gravity filter. And it's like, uh, you don't like, they couldn't even get it in. Like, so there, there's, there's some sort of short. And, uh, so I didn't order it. I'm st- I just I'm still using the old one, but I need a replacement. But yep. uh, I'm going to have to order it online. I'm hoping that over the winter they're going to get some filters in. I can buy one from sale. 
But uh, yeah, I, I I try to avoid buying. Yeah, from I, I I don't like buying online, mm-hmm. but sometimes you just you know forced to. Yeah, just a few years, ten five ten years. It's like Amazon is just gonna. You don't buy from locals anymore. It's like Amazon's gonna be the place to be, right? Yeah. And the locals are gonna have to go. Well, I guess we're gonna have to sell our products on Amazon. Right? Well, and that's what a lot of people are doing. <clears throat> so spam. Okay. <laughs> I like spam. Always have like spam. I. <laughs> You know, fried raw yeah. on a sandwich Mike is with like bacon too. and eggs and yeah. spam and spam, 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 spam. It's, <laughs> so it's the salt. I think my kids like it because of all the salt. Whatever it is, you know, I, I think it's all the, the last bits of pig anus <laughs> and chicken lips. And yeah. they just mix it all up and stick it in this gelatin yeah. goop. Yeah. So we were sent a thing saying spam figgy pudding. Oh. Oh. Got to check that out. Huh. Got to order it online. You, you can order it from their, the spam company themselves yeah. or off of Amazon. Yeah. And basically, it's spam that tastes like figgy pudding, right? <laughs> I don't even know what figgy you, pudding is. If you go to Hawaii, they got like yeah. 50 different flavors of spam. Okay. You go to the shelves in, in, a, in a supermarket and oh, there's yes. so I've many different that. flavors of spam. Yes. Yeah. It's like, I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. Right, I would I would have a, a seizure and die right yeah, there. Yeah, in the local store, there's like you know there's there's uh, low fat, there's low salt, pineapple flavored, uh, yeah, peanut butter. But you flavor, go into any whatever. place down the states, yeah. it's like how do you have fifty different types of spam? Yeah. So I went online because I was going to order myself a couple just so I could say I got yeah. it. Right. It was released on the fifteenth of November. And by the 22nd of November, Amazon and Spam, the company, were sold out. (laughs) So, (laughs) I can't get any figgy pudding Spam this year for Christmas. I was going to have it put my stocking. (laughs) Oh, there it is there. Yeah. Is it given a description? No. Wait, that's not it. Wait, yep, nope, yep, yep, nope, nope, yep. Doesn't look like uh, my search term was wrong. What it, what it, it doesn't look like a square, well, it doesn't show it as a square brick. Yeah. Right? Uh, it's got the, the spices and, hang on, I got it right here. Beginning November 15th, Spam Figgy Pudding will be available for a limited time only for purchase on Spam.com, Amazon.com, and Walmart.com. All are sold (laughs) out. Spam Figgy Pudding brings a blend of warm spices and seasonal ingredients that will be the star in many wintertime recipe favorites. Oh, now I'm intrigued. With notes of cinnamon and nutmeg combined with fig and orange flavors, you'll taste true holiday comfort that will have you caroling all season long. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it says sold out right on the the internet address. It's like, boom, gone. Ooh. Get it before it's gone. Limited edition Spam Figgy Pudding. Spam Figgy Pudding Holiday Skewers. Spam Figgy Pudding Holiday Charcuterie Board, which is right (laughs) up your alley, Derek. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Spiced Dutch Baby Pancake with Spam Figgy Pudding and Cranberry Butter. Spam ain't just for sandwiches anymore. (laughs) 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 And apparently they got a little... Uh, we wish you a figgy Christmas uh, video out too. So Walmart sold out as well. Uh, yep, everybody's all sold out of figgy pudding. <laughs> How sad is that? Right. I have to get John Van Berger to look locally. Say, hey, see if you can find us. Well, you can only get it figgy- those three places. So, and all of them are sold out. Probably only online as well, eh? Yeah, only online. Hmm. <sighs> anyway, so. Back to the regular. <laughs> if you're looking for stuff for Christmas, don't wait, wait. <laughs> because even the span of a couple days, apparently, yeah, and you're going to be S O L out of yeah, figgy pudding. Start looking on eBay, Craigslist. They'll have yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> I got a truck to trade for some figgy pudding spam. <laughs> it's Derek's truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all I got, man. <laughs> I don't have it. Oh, you notice that. we got the big boy beers again this week? Yes, yes. Yeah. Woohoo. 
What is it? Uh, this is Third Wheel. Lager. Yeah. So they, uh, what used to be Man Antler is now called Tilted Glass, and they used to have Fifth Wheel, named after the Fifth Wheel truck stop, which closed down about five or six years ago. So now they've changed it to Third Wheel, and it shows uh, two women and a man. Mm-hmm. So they've changed it, reformatted it, new owners. Good beer. It is a good beer. It's a good lager. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got. Mm-hmm. You got anything else? No, I don't have anything to Nothing add. exciting happening? Nothing? Yeah, just... Same work, old, same old. Work is crazy. It is, it is. Mm-hmm. Well, all righty. If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can download or stream our episodes at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. You can go to the episode page at paddlingadventuresradio.com, and you can stream or download all our episodes there. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with your friends, family, and fellow paddlers. I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time.